When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. I have just been to Legs, Bums and Tums. Oh, I was with all the nanas. The nanas were doing this class. I used to do it at David Lloyd back, like, I want to say 15 years ago. And it was me yeah. as a teenager and like a group of over 60s. Yeah, Babs and Vera. Love yeah, it. Yeah, chatting about the blue rinse. But it was, I bloody loved it. I'm loving my new life now that the kids have gone back to school. Ah, <laughs> yay! How did Axel go today? Do you know what? He was actually really worried and didn't want to go in. Oh. I was so surprised because he loves school and he's always just so like, well, you know, just like goes with it. And he suddenly was like, I've got a tummy ache. I've got a tummy ache. And then oh, I don't George. think I can go. I don't think I can go. And I was like, what? Um, and he's like, I think the work in year two is going to be really hard. Wait till you get to year nine, mate. I know. I know. It's so weird. It's out of the blue. No, but he was fine. Like, you know, he saw his mates and then he was okay. Uh, but yeah total curveball I didn't expect it how about yours I found this morning was that I didn't want to project my nervous energy onto Luna so every Mm. time I wanted to say all these adjectives like oh I'm a bit nervous actually or you know try and pass on my feelings I was like I'm I'm really excited for you year one is going to be amazing like I really had to sort of stop myself from projecting all of my stuff onto her she was an absolute superstar um she she's quite a shy girl actually like I'm sort of noticing you know, I I thought she, she maybe she was a bit sort of bolder and and, and, and like bra- not brash, but sort of maybe a bit more of an extrovert. But actually, she's quite shy, and she saw some I'd of the boys the in her class. She was like mm. hiding behind me. I mean, mm. one of them is in love with her and keeps writing her notes, saying, "I can't wait till our wedding day." So maybe that's that's where the pressure comes from. Probably scaring yeah. us slightly. Yeah, but she just wanted to see Anna, who's her, her best mate. Um, they're both doing tennis after school today, so they're pretty excited about that. But yeah, I was really proud of her. Kit doesn't go back till or start till Thursday, so we've got these two induction days this week um, for two hours each day. But the small morning he was sitting there in his pants eating his um rice krispies and he was like i want to put my uniform on and i was like mate you're not going for another couple of days and he was like can i just put it on so he just sat there with his with his school uniform and didn't go anywhere oh that's so did you take luna to school with you in his uniform <laughs> i didn't want him to be like okay bye mummy they were like no actually do you know what my friend's little boy used to do that for a whole year before he started school every single day he used to go and pick up his his brother with the mum in his in a full school uniform 
every single day every day it was so, it cute. was it was so sweet but also slightly weird uh, <laughs> just wants to be part of it i know but you know what it's so interesting what you say about how you you think your child has a certain personality and then you're like oh actually like maybe they don't like mm. maybe i've got this wrong i feel like that with axel i think we went through a phase where it's probably where he's really comfortable around who he you know who who he was around and so he was quite extrovert and quite mm. cocky and quite mm. you know all of these things and then suddenly things like today mm. this morning I'm suddenly like oh no actually I think you're quite shy mm. and the we went to a christening on Saturday and he didn't really know any of the other kids there and he was really yeah shy like not looking people in the eye when they're talking to him all these things that I'm like oh god I didn't think didn't that even was notice you. that yeah. was you yeah it's uh, yeah we went to um we went to Bockett's farm on Saturday which is like a farm park near us and it was one of the other kids Grace she's lovely it was her birthday and she'd invited 10 of her friends and we haven't really seen any of Luna's friends apart from a couple of them outside of school this summer just for various reasons and they were all there in you know in one place Kit has known some of the boys there you know for the last year so he just went rocking straight in and was like hey guys and getting on with everyone really well Luna really hung back and mm. was sort of like clinging hold of my you know the back of my jacket and I was like Luna it's okay these are your friends and she takes her time and really susses things out and makes sure she feels very comfortable before she goes in but I, I really respect that she's like yeah. definitely she doesn't suffer fools lightly like if she doesn't really want to take part of it she's like well, I'm just not going to take part in this yeah that's a, do you know what it's funny it's exactly the same as Axel he just yeah. he has his own mind and things yes. on his terms I can't force him into doing anything like no, no way he'd just be like no I'm alright or you know watching him in friendship groups he'll go off like they'll all be going off I don't know collecting acorns and he'll be like why would they do that? I'm not going to do that. You know, like, it's it's great. It's actually a really good trait to have. Yeah, I think Kit is going to be a ringleader. Like, I think we're going to get <laughs> endless phone calls from the headmistress being like, you need to come in and we need to, you know, come and have a chat about Kit again because he's done X, Y and Z. Whereas Luna will never be that person to follow the crowd, yeah. I think. I'm yeah. saying it now. Let's just see how it actually goes. I think this actually leads on really well into the conversation we had on today's podcast. Um, we talked a lot about peer pressure. Yeah. Um, really interesting. Interesting. Fascinating, fascinating, actually. And it was really lovely chatting to somebody who's got an older child because, yeah. you know, what do we know about having a 13-year-old boy? Yeah, our only experience of that is hanging around with 13-year-old boys when we were 13-year-old girls. <laughs> so we yeah. got a real insight into the type of conversations that they're having, you know, this and, and actually we had a we had a dad on the podcast today, which was lovely. And all of those conversations, I really respected the fact that he, you know, was adamant that he wanted to be the dad for his son to come and talk to about anything. He was yeah. like, I don't care what the subject is, you come to me and we discuss it. Um yeah. and also I found, you know, this this particular person that we're chatting to, he he rose to fame overnight. Yeah, I know. Overnight. So we touched on that as well, which I thought was really interesting. No, do you know what? It was a really well-rounded, interesting chat, like you say. And so much came up that I guess I didn't expect to come up. We, you know, mm. we said, we, we don't know what it's like to have teenagers. We don't know what they're talking about at the moment. Mm. And our guest is really trying, like you say, to be there, be the friend. <laughs> the dad friend. The dad friend rather than the parent. And yeah. it sounds like it's working. It sounds yeah. like his son's talking to him um yeah. so yeah really great insight for us yeah it was a brilliant chat let's get into it come on because otherwise you and i'll just natter <laughs> on and on and on uh, george who are we talking to today we're chatting to axel blake the winner of britain's got talent 
an absolute honour and a treat to be chatting to this very funny man today. Winner of Britain's Got Talent this year. Uh, he's a father of two. He is absolutely hysterical. He's already told us that he's only got a jumper and no trousers. So you can tell where this chat might be going. Um, and he knows exactly what it's like to be under or have be delivered Simon Cowell's golden buzzer. Today, we are chatting to Axel Blake. Welcome to the podcast. Ooh. Yay! Axel, hey. thank you so much for joining us. How are you? You already gave Zoe and I a little bit of an insight into the night you had last night. So tell our listeners all about it. Well, so um, my daughter, um, she was had me up till 5 a.m. What's, what's been, she's going through a lot of bottles. Um, I, it's quite surprising how many bottles. About, well, last night was about six bottles. It's quite a lot. Bottles of milk. Of milk, yeah. Bottles of milk. And if she doesn't get it, there's a certain time she needs, because she'll be like, mm, mm, mm. and as soon as she gets it, she'll be like, okay, and then she'll sleep for a little while. Then obviously I have to change her nappy um, during the night and try not to wake her up. But there's a certain period, if I take too long and I don't wake up in time, it's like, it's too late. She's up for the next hour. So it's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird, it's like, as soon as I hear that, I have to just give her the bottle and then she would just down it. And um, yeah, so anyways, it had me up till about 5 a.m. And I thought, right now she's in a deep sleep. Let me go to sleep. I thought I put my phone on charge. Nope, I no, I didn't. <laughs> um, because, yeah, and then my missus was like, you, you, your cousin's calling me. You've got something. I was like, oh my gosh. So Axel, you're forgiven. And it's a really good excuse. It's kind yeah. of on a par with like my, my dog ate my homework. But we f- we forgive you on this podcast because we know what it's like <laughs> to be an exhausted parent, yeah. a couple of we parents. Do. In fact, it's been it's been a long, a long six years road. Yeah, it has indeed. And to set the scene, I've got my Axel and Gigi sitting about well, not even a metre away from the mic. So if you hear any little noises during this episode, that's why. You know what it that's is? Why. You know what it is? Yeah. Uh, now, Axel, let, let's talk about your journey to becoming a father before we kind of touch on your Britain's Got Talent stuff because um, you had quite an interesting start to sort of fatherhood. So kind of take us back to that period and what it was like for you. Well, I had my son at, when I was 21 years old. Wow. Didn't know what I was doing. We had planned. We said that we're at 21. This is what I said. I said, we're ready have a child because we had been together for many years men well I, I say it was about eight years uh wow yeah so it was like yeah we're ready ready to have a child and it blew me away I looking back I thought I was ready but I can see now I wasn't there was a lot of maturing to do there was a lot of um you have to be quite selfless and I suppose when you're growing up and it's just you, you just look after yourself or your partner. But then when you have a child, it's, it's, the child comes first before even yourself most mm. times. Mm. But I didn't, you know, just I didn't I didn't realize that. So I had it just really made me realize how much I had to grow and mature. And I don't think I was mature enough mm. in that time the relationship kind of broke down because of what happened is my son's mom she had matured very quickly very quickly she was she she just fell into the the, the zone and the mode straight away motherhood right this needs to change that needs to change and i don't know why i just thought no everything how it was before is going to stay the same no mm. that's not what happens so, uh, yeah, it just made me just realise. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, after a while, we just separated and was doing the co-parenting and was just learning that whole side and trying to not have any arguments and stuff. But I'm glad to say now, absolutely fine. Got it on head with 
all good. Yeah. But it was it was um it was hard. And I suppose just being such a I can see now such a young age, um, you think you know what you're doing, but there's always more to learn. You mentioned that um your son's mum grew up a lot quicker. Why do you think that was? Do you think it was the influences around her compared to your influences? Like what what do you think? Why do you think that she kind of grasped motherhood a lot quicker? Well, you ha- it's, it's like we have to, no one else is gonna do it. You you have to learn, you have to grow up right here, right now. And um yeah, I think she just took to it straight away, but I didn't realise I was just Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of scenarios where even I, I, I still wanted to be out of my friends. Yeah. You know, mm. why am I, I still wanted to be out of my friends and, and things like that. But she already understood that doesn't happen. You know, you got that, that, that needs to be on hold for a while if, if it ever comes back. But I wasn't willing to accept that. That's just one of the examples. So it was just an example of just how I just, I just, I just wasn't with it. I just yeah. don't think was ready compared to me now it's completely different the mindset the mental awareness um being through it before it just I've just learned so much but yeah I'd say it's because it's like she she realized right I'm a mum we're here now let's go let's baptism go. of fire isn't it really what what um what made you kind of have that desire to be a young father because having a baby at 2021 20, I mean that is young you're you're a young man yourself was that something that had been instilled you know in, in you in, during your childhood or was it was it was it a moment where you thought yeah this is the right woman let's go for it no I tell you what happened actually when I was younger than that I I was around I was quite naughty quite naughty to the point where I ended up unfortunately and youth offenders okay so that really changed and shaped the way I saw the world but my partner at the time was with me throughout the whole thing and I really awoken a a, a bond that I couldn't at the time was that well this is this this is it this is us forever you know and um it just that also awoke me and made me think to myself I need to change the way I see the world the way I see life and um, this person has been with me forever. And then we then moved in together as soon as um, I came out. And it just it just made me want to speed up life. I didn't know that at the time. Right. But now looking back, I realised, yeah, that made me want to really speed up my life and thinking, yeah, this is it. You're ready. Known each other for a long time. Live together. Let's go. She stayed with you whilst you were inside the youth offenders. So it was so that was kind of the feeling, you know, she's been by my side. Now it's my turn yeah. to be by her side. Yeah. We, we're all parents here. What? How did your parents react when that situation happened to you? What, what was their reaction, if I could ask? Oh, mate. My, so my mum, my mum wasn't, yeah, that really bothered her. She tried to keep it a secret through the family, but it, it you know. It's like, well, where is he? Where, how come I haven't seen him? But um, yeah, so that really bothered her a lot. Uh, my dad, that really bothered my brother. He was just young. He's three years younger than me. He wasn't too, he was just, hmm, whatever. But I, I, I could see now the person that bothered the most was my mum because mm-hmm. um, it's like, this is, my, this is my boy. And you look why, you know, he's gotten into trouble. And, you know, it really, um, she didn't want to see me. She didn't want to, because you could get, you could um, visit the person, whoever's inside. Yeah. So she didn't want to come oh, to see no, you? Oh, no, no. I remember saying, no, I'm not, nope, not going to. And that that bothered me. But then the day she did, oh, the, the tears. I didn't think I'd cry, but the tears, tears came flowing. Um, so it just made me 
once again realized how much family meant to me and even the conversations. And um, when I came outside, like I said, my, my partner at the time was there with me. And I just said to myself, I'm changing everything, everything, you know. And that's actually how I found comedy, to be fair. Um, I just went, just, just new slate. And then I ended up finding comedy through that avenue. What sort of things do you learn when you're, when you are somewhere like that? Like you're around lots of other young people who have all, you know, done, you know, done something wrong and they're, they're put in there. And they're obviously, the idea is that you come out and do exactly what you've done and you change, change your, your life, life around. Yeah. What sort of things do you, what sort of things, ha- what sort of things do you learn? What, what happens there? Well, I would say inside people, have different mindsets. So some people are very held back. Um, they they think um, I don't know. It's it's the place to it's the place to be. Some people think it's quite cool. Some people then like how I felt. I didn't want to be there. No, this isn't. Mm. This is not my be all and end all. A lot of people was talking like I'll be back already. They was thinking ah, I'll I'll probably be back in a few months. But I was like this will never ever ever happen to me again. No. Mm. Um, so I, I, I just feel like there was a culture in there. Some people, all they cared about was how to some control the wing, control right. the wing. Some, you know, they, they're in a little world of this is my world and this is all I care about. Where I was more thinking about I, I need to when I come out, I need to do this. I need to take care of my partner. I need to, like I said, start family. I need wow. to get ahead of that. So. Mm. And there's a lot of people in there that, just for an example, there's a lot of people in there that couldn't read, which surprised me. I remember um, someone I was staying with, it was called a cellmate. Um, I had to read his letters, he couldn't read. So it was just, we're just on just different mindsets. And a lot of people mm. just, they just used to being in there. Or oh, my dad was in there, my cousin, oh, that's my brother there. But I was not, I, it was just brand new. And I was like, this is too scary for me. This is not somewhere that I, I felt like I belong. So mm. and this is a learning curve for me. For some people, it's not, but for me, 100%. It's really interesting that you say that. Like, I, I've never been seriously in trouble with the police. But when I was 16, me and my friends decided to try and break into a festival. And this is the first time that I've ever been in that sort of like naughty camp, you know. And I remember us digging, finding a fence and digging. This sounds so this sounds so ridiculous now that I talk about it. Digging a hole <laughs> underneath this fence, right? And thinking, this is the way that we're going to sneak into this festival in Cornwall without having to pay. So there we are. And I'm the smallest in the group. So they're like, you need to see if you can get through the hole. Because if you can get through the hole, we're all into this festival and then we're happy days, right? So anyway, I'm underneath this fence and half of my body is stuck on one side and half of my legs are poking out. And suddenly I felt these hands on my legs and I got yanked through by the police the other way. And I thought, oh shit, 16 years old. My parents are like, you know, this would have just absolutely run. Anyway, they took us out the festival, out the back, told us off, blah, 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 don't do anything. And we went home. But from that moment on, <laughs> it really, really shat me up. Like it just shitted me up. I was like, this can't, you know, I was really frightened at that point to do anything that was really bad because I was terrified of the repercussions. So actually, even though it was minute, it was actually quite a big learning curve for me in my life to think that actually that is not the way to go. You know, like I'm such a goody two shoes now. Like I just can't. But sometimes those things like need to happen. I can't believe like, I just told we that talk story. about this a lot yeah. <laughs> with parenting. Like you want yeah. your children almost. You want you don't want them to repeat your mistakes. No. But some, sometimes making the mistakes yourself is the only way you're going to learn. That's my point. That is exactly my point. And that seems to be you know you had to learn the hard way that that isn't what you want to do and and now you're a father you're probably looking at your kids and thinking god no that's not going to happen to them right 
110% Zoe. No way. So it's just like things that I've gone through. I'm like, no, that's not happening. You go in this route, you go in that route. And, you know, peer pressure, peer pressure, big thing. Yeah. I, agree. I keep talking to my son about peer pressure now. He's year nine. So I'm always talking about careful of peer pressure, you know, have your own mind, self-discipline. If your friend's like, yeah, yeah, don't do this. Yeah, so cool. Don't listen to that. You know, so that's my big thing that I keep installing in him right now. How do you think you teach your kids to have their own minds? Because I find this really difficult because I think on one hand, you're trying to guide your kids, right? You, you're trying to show them the right way. Um, you know, we, we tell them what to wear. We tell them what to eat. We tell, well, like, no, we, tried, we, tried we tried to. We're to. telling them to put a uniform on to go to <laughs> yes. school, for instance. You know, like all of these things, there are so many things that they don't have a choice around and they don't have their own minds. But then we want them to have their own minds as well. Mm-hmm. But there's some kind of, I don't know. I find battle. it really, yeah, it is. I find it really difficult to know where to draw the line. Yeah, I remember reading up about it a few uh, years back, and I feel I feel like it all down to self discipline. Because if you've got self discipline, then you won't really f- fold into peer pressure or. Um, ego or egging egg, egg you want, you'd realize, mm. hold on, self-discipline shows me that this doesn't make sense. But I think if you don't have self-discipline, then that's when it could all crumble. So my my battle in my head was, right, I need to teach you self-discipline. So it was just times like something that didn't happen with me today. If you've got an alarm or you've got something to do, you sit up, you get up and you do that regime. You know, even if you don't want to do it, you go yeah. and do it. Um, I remember my son at the time, uh, he was about nine years old. He was like, oh, I want to I wanna keep doing sit-ups. You know, he just was addicted to sit-ups. And I said, if you start <laughs> this, you be consistent with it. Don't just fall off. You have to make sure if you're doing that, even days you don't want to do it, you do it. He was only doing five, you know, every morning. But I just, I wanted to show him, it's only you that um, you have to talk to. No one else is going to make mm. you do it. And mm. then you will reap the awards once you have self-discipline and that was going on for many months and I was surprised he was doing it for so many every day and then he went up to 25 and I saw the numbers climb up and then he went up to 50 and I was like okay um eventually he stopped but I was surprised at how long it took and I kept saying to him you talk to yourself it's self-discipline no one else is going to get you up in the morning you want to do it before school you wake up a bit earlier and then you fit that in you don't say I'll give up and I'll do it on Wednesday no you do it today. Yes, I love that, Axel. And self-discipline and boundaries for me come in the same sort of breath because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, growing up, if you don't have those boundaries or you don't have the self-discipline, that's when you can see, you know, kids, you know, kind of falling away slightly or not having that same sort of resilience to finish, start a task and finish a task. It's quite a fine line because, as Georgia said, we want to give our kids the freedom to have their own minds and figure things out. But we also need to say to them, hang on, this is what you need to do in life. And if you want to get there, you've got to go through this journey yeah. to get there you know 100%. Um, exactly. it, it, is, it is a bit of a struggle we'll be right back after this short break small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rustoleum's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rustolium. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? You're talking about peer pressure. What, 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 is he, what is he talking to you about? For anybody listening that's got maybe a, a teenage son or daughter, what, 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 what are the things that are coming up? <sighs> so scary, man. Right now, it's all about the girls. There's this girl and this year, this girl and that year. All these friends are talking about girls and clothes. Or like, oh, this one. And, 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 and what they see on TikTok. I didn't really have this when I was growing up. Yeah, it was all about girls and it was all about clothes in the, mid, in the mid-teens, the early teens. So the things that I was asking him to look out for was um, peer pressure, which was the main one. Guys trying to show off because there's girls around and vice yes. versa. Yeah. Money. A lot of people are going to talk about money or uh, you've got more money than me or I need this money or how we're going to get money. A lot of people are going to start talking about money and how to acquire money. Um, and I said to him, all of this is going to come up. Do not worry. Uh, talk to me. Everything that, that any worry that you've got coming up, talk to me. And also sex. Yes. Yeah. I said to him, there's going to come a time where all your friends, that's all they're going to talk about. And it's going to come from the girl language. Oh, everyone's all my girls and the guys. And then after a while, it's going to lead them. Sex, who would you with? Who would you do with? And all of that kind of rubbish. So I said to him, it's, it's going to come. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. in that. You're in that. You're in secondary school you're going to leave secondary school be 16 going to 17 it's going to come I know it's going to come but I had to just tell him about protection yes I showed I showed him what protection looks like um I had to show him which was was quite hard for me you think as a as a a, a dad to the son it'll be like oh that's easy but I just wanted to show him don't fall into I had to tell him about um infections as well don't just think you know, there's also, and that really scared him. I saw it in his face, which I was quite happy about. He was like, what? I think the shock factor works, doesn't yes. it, sometimes? I thought he was going to be like, oh, yeah. But that 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 infection stuff, and I was like, this protection helps you. Yeah, you need, this is very important. You don't use it. That's a problem, you mm. know? And um, he, under, he understood that, and that really bothered him. Not bothered him, but he was like, oh, okay. All right. Duly noted. And this was when he was in year seven. So this was... Um, when he was 11 now 13 wow. people are talking I said I wanted an update so I was like what's happening now he's like yes you're right people are talking about oh I need to get money how are you going to get money people are constantly talking about girls he said even the he said the girls are more talking about the guys though so the girls are really talking about, oh, this guy, and I like that guy. And- it happens so quickly, doesn't it? Like, yeah. oh, I can't believe it. Like, my stepdaughter's going to be 10 next May. And, you know, we are talking about periods, you know, hormones. We're talking, it's suddenly just ramped up in the last six months. Mm-hmm. And then the next stage, I guess, after that will be us, you know, it, she's obviously going to be having those conversations with her mum, but if she wants to come to me about it, I'm going to be there. But I just can't believe how how much earlier it seems to be happening. Like, I, I don't even remember having those conversations with my parents. I think the first time I realised it was when I snogged John Leith in year, like, year uh, seven. And we had train tracks and they got all cut inside. And I was thinking, <laughs> no one's explained this to me. No one's told me how to snog someone with a brace who didn't garlic red. <laughs> 
do you know what? I actually remember the first day of secondary school and I went to like a really strict girls school. I think my parents <laughs> thought, I know your type. We know where we're sending you. Um, it didn't work out. But we all went round going, who had snogged a boy? In it, First day of year seven, who snogged a boy? Have you snogged a boy? Have you snogged a boy? First day of year seven. And I was like, yeah, I have. And he tasted like milk. I remember that. Oh I remember God. being like, oh, it's gross. Tastes like milk. Yuck. Blue top. Um, <laughs> um um, and it almost divided like the friendship groups. It was like, right, okay, cool. Well, you guys are in that group and we're going to be in this group because we're the snoggers and you're not the snoggers. And then it almost goes from there. Then mm-hmm. it's like, well, you're in that camp and you're in that camp and that's that's it, it's wow. done. And that was before social media, I assume as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. It's just, and now because of social media, what I've noticed is um, there's these group chats that the kids are in. So, you know, at first they're friends. And, oh, yeah, let's get together, six weeks holiday and whatnot. Um, this was the first year where he actually, oh, I'm leaving. I'm going to meet my friends. I'm leaving here. The other years, year eight and year seven, he wasn't really allowed to do that. But now year nine, 13, he could go meet his friends. Mm. So now they're in group chats. But um, his mom had looked through his phone. His mom said, let me look through his phone. Let me just have a look. And yeah, the kids are sending all sorts of stuff and this online because it's just open. Everything's just open and with, with Instagram and TikTok, oh not really on TikTok, but I find with Instagram, Twitter, it's, it's a scary place because you've got the World Wide Web, which has got all sorts on there. So um, we, had to, we had to ban the phone. We had to um, tell the other parents, like, you know, look, kids are just searching again, excited. And it's like you can never. And once we said that, it's like and I told the other parents, every, all the parents were like, right. Thanks for letting us know. Okay. And then I, I'm worried that the kids with their intelligent self are like, all right, we'll find a plan B in some hidden app or whatever it is. Yeah. That is what's, that was what was happening in the past month for me, that tackle and just internet and social media. Because oh God. it's just, you can't, you can't keep up ahead of it. You can't. You can't keep on top of it. You cannot. You cannot. That's frightening. You can control your kid, but what's the friend sending and and at school? Hey, you guys, look at this. And it's yeah. They have access to anything, anything. don't they? Any to any time of day, any time of night, they can yeah, basically access anything. And I think there's so many positives to technology and social media. Like I might I say to my mum, we we just been on holiday and we put those Apple tags in our suitcase. I heard about this. Uh, yeah, and so you could see if your suitcase had got on the plane or whatever it was. And she was like, oh, my God, if you'd have had those when you were at school, I would have put one in, you know, your blazer pocket and I'd have known where you were. I would have known where you were all the time. With that, you know, you can track, you can find out where people are, all of that kind of stuff. But then with it comes all of the negatives and also all of the loopholes. You can put all the privacy, you can put all of the parental controls, you can do all of that. But ultimately, teenagers will find a way. Yes, yes. And it's scary, but it is what it is. I'm, the only thing I, I'm doing is talking to him and saying, just come to me. It's here. I know you see it. I know you know what it's about. I know your friends are talking about it. But anything you don't understand, please come to me. I'm not going to shout at you. I'm, I'm going through that angle. I'm not going to shout at you. I'm not going to be like, you shouldn't. I want you to, if there really is a question, oh, dad, what, what's, I don't know what the question is. Come to me and I will talk to you. Um, I try not to talk to you as a parent. Secretly, I will be, but it's going to be clouded with, oh, I'm just I'm just your friend. I'm just your friend. <laughs> I love that. Hopefully you won't hear this. 
And he'll be like, oh, that's your plan, Dad. But ah, I know you can. <laughs> I think we're all on the same vibe on this one, Axel. I think you have to have that house where your children feel free enough to come and speak to you about whatever the subject. No topic is off the table. If you're in trouble, you want advice, something's happened, you know, you just come, you want to try something, you know, let's talk about, so let's talk about anything. We have to be able to discuss it because uh, for me, the time that when, it, then the, when the issues come in is if you've got a house that's run on fear or you feel you can't explain that situation to your parent, who the hell are they going to go to to get advice? Um, Axel, so let's move on. Let's move on to Britain's Got Talent because we haven't got you all day. Let's talk about that whole experience because, wow, congratulations! I mean, what a moment in your life. Um, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even set out to win or even get a golden buzzer. It, the way it just spiraled and just evolved into that has just been absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't think that it would get this far. It's funny because in the audience at the time when I was performing, the whole audience had on face masks. And I thought, oh, man, this is going nowhere. You know, because... Oh, of course. You don't get... Yeah, you can't see their reaction. Mm. To a comedian, that's your direct feed. So that I, that really threw me off. I remember that. And um, But yeah, it went on well. And then I went on to get the golden buzzer. I couldn't believe that. That's when the newspapers came after me. And it was like, and then they 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 dig deep, and then there was like ex convict, blah blah blah, trying to make things sound much worse than it is. And even the the reason I went in wasn't even that deep. It, you know, you could it's, it wasn't bad at all. It was just fighting, basically. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. But you don't know that story, you know. So it sounds mm. worse than it is. You hear ex convict, it just sounds horrible. And like I said, I didn't really set out to, 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 to win. I just wanted four yeses and then go on and then move on and wherever, get a bit of exposure, done. And then when I got Golden Buzzer, Golden Buzzer is like a, um, it's like when a contestant stands out exceptionally or moves the judge emotionally, you know, the, that, that judge assigns them to a contestant like, yeah, 20 pounds on horse four. That's what it's like. Yeah. 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 It's like the Paul Hollywood uh, handshake. Yes. It's the, it's, yeah. It's the special, you know, <laughs> yeah. there, there it is. And there's only five buzzers, five golden buzzers, because each judge plus Anton Deck are, are golden buzzer. Um, get to press the golden buzzer. So once all five was picked, it was all about them. The newspapers and the media was all about the golden buzzer. And as you can imagine, being Simon Cowell's golden buzzer, they called it a wet dream for the newspapers. The newspapers loved that. So um, that's when it really was digging deep and trying to find out about my mom, my missus, my family. Mm, hard. I wasn't used to that. And how did that, how, you know, if you've got a, a what, not pre, a preteen at that time, and obviously you, you've probably, you know, the parents at school and, and wherever else, how did that feel for you to have like someone digging into your past and digging into your family? It was scary because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even, it happened so quick, it just spiraled. I didn't think that was coming. So when I got gone buzzer, Literally, the day I got it, there was journalists in the audience that was like, okay, right. So by the next day, you could just, it was too quick for it to, mm. I was weary. I was concerned. I thought, I just was thinking the worst, like, oh, we're going to be outside the school. Do I let the school know? Obviously, mm. my son was in the audience, so he 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 was there. But it's like, what are what are uh, students going to be like? And they're going to be like, ah, oh, you think you're cool now? What? Because your dad got, you know, Gordon Buzzer. And part of me that didn't want to go on Britain's Got Talent was because what if it failed? What if it flopped? What if I went on and I didn't do well and the school students were like, your dad was the one that... Told the shit jokes. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but it was a scary time, but a lot of people, everyone 
on my son's side and family side, it was all like, oh, well done. He was amazing. It was all good praise, apart from newspapers trying to say bad things about me. They're always going to do that, my friend. I always. Learned, I, learned. I wasn't used to that, Zoe. I didn't know, but now mm. I know. You know, so mm. I, I look past that and um, I said, I've got a task. I'm in it now. Let's go. And then going on to um, win. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it. So emotional. And um, yeah, it's just changed my life. I mean, thoroughly deserved. What an, it was just so wonderful to see you up there. And I just think, yeah, I've got, I think you've got massive things heading in, heading in your direction, to be honest with you. So some amazing names that you've been compared to as well. So you've got quite a lot to live up to now. You have. <laughs> and what's next? What, what, are you, what are you up to now? So I am going on tour in a few weeks. I'll start the tour soon. Um, Newcastle and Birmingham, Leeds, Leicester. I got London. The London date is a um, big date, the big one. Hammersmith Apollo. So, uh, yeah, that's November yeah. the 10th, which you're all welcome to. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. We, was, we'll we were angling come. for that, actually. Yeah, we were. That's why yeah, I asked. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You're all, yeah, you're all welcome. So, yes, yeah, it's just a huge tour, huge UK tour. And now it seems like it's going international as well. So, oh, uh, wow. yeah, I'm going Denmark and Finland. So it's just grown. It's from now, it's from September all the way to April. But like dates again added on in April. Amazing. Well, congratulations. We can't wait for that. Um, before we say goodbye to you, um, we always love to ask our guests that come on uh, the best piece of advice that they've ever been given as a new parent or the piece of advice they would give to another parent. Don't think your mom knows it all. Being my mom. So grandma, don't think grandma knows because grandma will always give you advice. Oh, you need to do this. You need to do that. It's a different experience. So mm. her experience is different to your experience. It was just completely different. So when I first, when I was taking a lot of the advice, it was like, well, that's not how I want to raise my child. Yeah, you may have raised me like that, but that's not how I want to raise my child. Mm. So um, I think don't just, not even just your mum, aka grandma, it's just, other people's advice is your experience is the way you want to bring up your child your way and um no one can tell you anything it's your i love that way yes brilliant and also we like to hear about like products and brands that parents are loving so are there any like products you've got in the house at the moment for your daughter anything she loves playing with or like a buggy you love anything like that let us know yes there's this new um product that uh, my missus bought it's nala's it's called nala's a guy called Kreps, who had a daughter the same time that I had my daughter, and he decided to bring out a um, a baby lotion and shampoo and cream and oil um, brand in her in his daughter's name. So and it's all natural. So I thought, oh, let me let me um, let me buy that and purchase that. And I tried it, and it it, it smells beautiful. It works wonders. My daughter had um. I don't know if it was milk spots or heat rash. She used to have quite like small little spots on her back and on her arms. Well, I don't know if it was coincidence, but after using the soaps and the oils, it just disappeared. All gone. Brilliant. Oh, wow. That's great. And what buggy do you use just out of curiosity? Because we're always after a... We got a Silver Cross now. Oh, have you? Yeah, Silver Cross. That's wonders. Always filled with Quaver's crisps on the corner in the fold. <laughs> of course it is. And a milk bottle somewhere. Um, Axel, yeah. where can people buy tickets to your tour? AxelBlake.com. 
done sir thank you so much for coming on the podcast what a treat to chat to you um and yeah i just love the honesty it's been amazing i feel comfortable that's why (laughs) well if i've got any issues with my teenagers i'm gonna go straight to axel because i feel (laughs) like he's nailing it absolutely nailing it i mean it might be a different story when his daughter becomes a teenager but i think you know i I loved how across he was with all of the subjects you know he wasn't he wasn't one of those parents that was like oh yeah my son you know is not going to do x y and z yeah he hasn't got his head in the cloud at all no I think I wonder as well if that comes with being a young parent because Mm. for him like being Harold you know his son's 13 probably isn't that long ago whereas you know he had his son at 21 whereas sometimes when you wait you know wait till you you know later in life like lots of us do Mm. to have a child Mm. you're not so in touch with that I want I don't know maybe that's like a young parent superpower that you you can really relate yeah and it's interesting because I've never felt more of an uncool parent than I have at the moment like I think you know I'm a DJ I'm pretty cool and you know I like my fashion I like my music and then every time I say something now Isla's like oh god so cringe Zosie oh cringe dad like dad can you stop that and I'm like oh god she's already started saying that we're cringe am I really cringe then I dance in front of her and I can see her eyes like blazing up thinking oh I think you're a bit too old like oh it's so bad oh my god I've already become the uncool parent (laughs) (laughs) what more do you want from me oh no so how do we become cool parents that is our next question on Friday's Q and A. Maybe we stop saying the word "cool" and "cringe." Yeah. That might be a good start. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not, not, nothing's worse than trying to be cool, is it? Jesus, they'll see me videos of me in Ibiza in like, you know, nightclubs, and they'll they'll never talk to me ever again. No, I remember literally thinking there was a club when I was about must have been eighteen because I was legally allowed to go out, and it was for over twenty fives. And I remember thinking who on earth goes to a club when they are 25 why would they make a club for over 25 no one at 25 is going to a nightclub I remember thinking it so well and looking at people being like oh my god why why are you out go home yeah and now that's us and now look at us now the bus all the clubbing that we're doing Um, (laughs) (laughs) as always we would absolutely love you to rate, review, subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow if you have time then you won't miss an episode yeah please do and if you've got any feedback on the podcast guests you'd like to hear from topics you'd like us to cover in the Friday Q&A's then please do drop us a message on Instagram we're on at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Friday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason. Insanity Group. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.